Lord, we thank you for this day and this opportunity to not just recognize our earthly fathers, but to recognize and appreciate and love on our heavenly Father. Lord, we thank you that you are the perfect example of what it means to be a father and what we should be striving to live up to and to live like. Lord, we thank you for your holy inspired word. We thank you for Jesus dying on the cross and his free salvation that he provided for us from evil and our sin. Lord, we thank you for the Holy Spirit, which empowers us for daily living now. We thank you that we are always being sanctified to be more like him. Lord, may you bless this sermon. May you speak through me and speak to me and speak to all of us. And Lord, may we recognize you as the great father, but may we also recognize and appreciate our earthly fathers today. Thank you. Amen. Please watch this video as we begin. And then we'll be in After Romans every 12. catch he makes on the baseball field, he'll look to you to make sure you're smiling. When her friends make the fourth grade pep squad, but she doesn't, she'll look to you for comfort. When she feels misunderstood by her brothers and sisters, she'll look to you for understanding. They'll never stop looking to you. When she walks down the aisle on that magical day, she'll look to you to bring peace to her anxious heart. When he plays his first concert with his new band, he'll look to your face in the crowd. When she makes choices that will break your heart, she'll eventually look to you for forgiveness and restoration. They'll never stop looking to you. And you can never stop. You must never stop looking to God. They don't need you to be perfect. They just need you to be authentic and offer them Jesus anyway. They need you to try your very best. And even if you fail, they need to see you rise up again. They need you to follow hard after Jesus as best you can because they will never stop looking to you. Son, I'm writing these words to you because you are, and always have been, the legacy I've wanted to leave. And now, it's your moment. It's your chance to leave a legacy of loving Jesus with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. They'll never stop looking to you. And that's the way God created it to be. Happy Father's Day, fathers, and thank you for joining us today as we worship God together. As you're preparing, you can open up your Bibles to Romans chapter 12. 9 through 21. And boy, I hope I don't start sneezing, but if so, I just want to tell you my allergy has been going crazy this morning and this weekend. So if you see me with a mask on today, please know it's because of perception. I, I want to make sure that you feel safe, um, and I don't want you seeing me sniffing or sneezing and, and causing you to stumble or causing any, any concerns for your life. Today we finish our series in Romans 12, 9 through 21, Love in Action. 
And today is also Father's Day. We've been looking to God's Word to see how we as Christians are to be treating one another. Christians and non-Christians alike, our neighbors. If we truly do love God above all things and love our neighbors, if we truly are not just believers in Christ, but followers of Christ, how are we to be living to be acting and reacting and to be not just reactive to the world about, around us, but proactive as well. Romans 12, 9 through 21 gives us some great instructions for daily living as a Christ follower. And as we finish this series today, I would like to challenge our fathers and myself of what our children see in us. We need to be thinking about how our children are looking to us and what do they see? What do they see? Do we live a life of love and action? Are we characterized by these marks of a true Christian? Do they, our children, know that we are a Christian, a disciple of Christ, a follower of him by our love? Because that's what John 13.35 tells us. This is what we've been looking to about our love in action lives but not just do the, does the world see this, do we put on a good show for them, but do our children see this in us? They're looking to you. There's a song which has been in my mind all week, and it's, be careful little eyes what you see, and it goes like this. Oh, be careful little eyes what you see. Be careful little eyes what you see. For the Father up above is looking down the love, so be careful little eyes what you see. Oh, be careful little ears what you hear. Oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. It goes on to also say, be careful, little tongue, what you say. Be careful, little hands, what you do. Be careful, little feet, where you go. Be careful, little heart, whom you trust. Be careful, little mind, what you think. You see, our children are looking to you. They're looking to us. They're watching us, and we're showing them what to think, what to say, and how to act with their lives. And... Do they see Christ? Do they see his love in action? Or do they see evil? Do they see sin? Please follow along as I read from Romans 12, 9 through 21, one final time. I'll have it on the board for you to follow along. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil and hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection and outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, but be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome 
by evil, but overcome evil with good. When I was a child, my dad showed me many things. He spent time with me, and I was looking to him. I was watching him. I was learning from his actions and from his words spoken. So just like that intro video showed us, we must recognize how our children are looking to us. I remember him taking me to McDonald's for breakfast. Every Saturday morning, we would go out for breakfast, followed by us running errands. In fact, through going to McDonald's every Saturday morning for breakfast, I met the guys. Kind of like our Hardee's guys, every Saturday morning, I'd see these older guys just drinking coffee and eating their breakfast and talking about life. And I learned from these guys, too, about what it meant to be a man. You see, my dad and I would go to breakfast, then we would go to Kmart or Fellows Farm, a local farm supply store, Meyer or Walmart. We would get bird seed, garden supplies, and whatever else was needed for the morning chores. We would then go home, and he would show me how to take care of the birds and the squirrels. We would mow the lawn, trim the edges, weed the garden. We would go in the workshop and fix stuff that needed fixing. Some days we would just go and do something fun like fishing. Yes, I learned my love for fishing from my dad. But he normally would say not that, that, that we needed to make sure we called it fishing and not catching. Because in Ohio, we didn't catch as many fish as what we do up here in Wisconsin. I watched him and he showed me many things. I was looking to him on how I should be. And now my son, he looks to me and he learns what he should be. Thank you, Dad, for teaching me how to be a boy, a man, and a decent human being. I love you, Dad. I love you, Dad. Proverbs 22, 6 states, Train up a child in the way he should go, and even when he is old, he will not depart from it. My dad trained me up in many great ways, and in many ways, I am growing old and using those skills still today. In many ways, I am like him but then I am also my own self. And in some ways, I took on some of his good characteristics. In some ways, I took on his bad characteristics. But I praise God that I have memories of family vacations, family dinners around a kitchen table, family movie nights. My dad showed me what it meant to be a family man, and he taught me manners too. My dad helped me to learn to drive, He helped me get a job, and he taught me a good work ethic. He taught me to love and respect a woman and to treat her chivalrously with dignity and courtesy. Some of this may be a little old school now, but he also taught me to hold the door open for her, to walk on the danger side of the road as you're walking, and to pay for the dinner and the movie. Now the bad. (laughs) Dad, if you're listening, I'm sorry. The bad. My dad gave me many rules and curfews and and standards to live by. And I did not like those. I broke them many times. So the bad is really on me because now I look back upon those rules, those standards to live by, and I appreciate them. And I wish I would have abided by them more. So you see, men and women, our children are always watching us. They're always looking to you. And some of this is good, but our fathers can also show us many bad things. We, as fathers, can show our children many bad things. There are many times already with a 7-year-old son, a 10-year-old, and 12-year-old daughter that I look back 
And I wish I would have said yes. I wish I would have spoken up. I wish I would have listened better. I wish I would have set a better example. Maybe you agree. Maybe you have regrets. Our children are watching us. What are they seeing? Do they see these marks of a true Christian? Do your children see love in action? Do they see Christ in you? The great news is is that it is never too late to repent, to turn away from those things, those bad things, and to turn in your life to God, to surrender to God, seek his forgiveness and move forward in a better direction, his ways. It's never too late to seek forgiveness and move forward from your wives or your spouse, if this is speaking to you as a woman today. It's never too late to do right with your children your families. The past few weeks, we have seen many traits of which we should be living up to as men and women of God. Well, today we focus just on Romans 12, 18 to 21 for the rest of the service. You see, my message for you today is going to be quite simple. Please follow along and listen as I read. Verse 18, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourself, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Notice as we read that we have instructions and we have a promise. Beloved, never avenge yourselves. This is instruction for a life, but leave it to the wrath of God. Notice that but, notice that we have a responsibility. Leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Notice the quotation marks there as Paul is quoting the Old Testament here. Notice that there is a promise here from the Lord that vengeance is his. He will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, another instruction, another command, something for us to live by. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. And then an admonition, an end for us to live by, for us to apply. Do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good. You see, as dads, as moms, really, as us are all sinful human beings, I believe this last section is one of the hardest of all to live up to. Notice that it's not just enough to not repay evil with good, to withhold our vengeance. But, there's a but, B-U-T, Leave it to the wrath of God. And there's a contrary. It's not enough just to ignore the evil, to try and push them away. But we are commanded, we are told we have a responsibility to return evil with good. I would like to say that I never struggle here, but I do. I have a constant battle within me to not take vengeance myself. And I do fall. And I'm sure you do as well. I know from watching my dad to looking to him, he fell here too. And I think he would admit that today. 
as he struggled with anger, as he struggled with wrath, as he struggled with avenging himself or trying to give people what they deserve at times. We struggle with that, don't you? When your children get hurt, your wife, a family member, or a friend, you want vengeance. I remember a story of an Irish man that was, was out in public and somebody was persecuting him, abusing him, and he, this somebody hit him in the face. They hit him in the cheek. So what did he do? He remembered God's word and he turned to him his other cheek to hit. Well, that guy hit him on the other cheek so hard that he's on the ground. And he got back up and he slugged that guy and he went to the ground. And when asked, why did you do that? He said, well, God's word tells me to turn my other cheek and I already did that. I didn't have any other cheeks to give. So I didn't know what else to do but to give him what he deserved. But God's word does have more instruction. God's word has more to live by. God's word has more to look to and apply to our lives. Remember that song, be careful little children what you see. Be careful little children what you hear. Be careful little children what you say. Be careful little children what you do, where you walk, how you live. Our children are watching us. How are we showing them to live? As men, I think we often show them a lack of compassion. We show them our tempers. We show them a lack of patience. And our children see vengeance and evil and sin. We must trust God and his promise. That's what we have here, a promise. Our children are looking to us. And Paul is saying here that God will punish every wrong, so you do not need to worry about it yourself. In fact, when we try to do it ourselves, it's wrong. And it, it acts as if God's punishment, God's vengeance is not enough. God will handle it. As John Piper said, God will handle it. His vengeance will be done upon the evil, either through hell for those who won't repent or through the cross for those who will. Praise God for that cross. Praise God for Jesus. Our love and action must be shown to all. And our children must be ones who also see us living with our love in action. God knew that we needed this reminder. That's why he doesn't just say it here, but this is a reminder from what he said earlier. Remember verse 14, where it said, do not persecute those who persecute you. Also remember verse 10, to show brotherly love to all. It doesn't say, well, maybe not this guy or that guy or that woman or this child. It says to all. But we often look like toddlers throwing a temper tantrum, don't we? And we want to get our way. We want our wrath to be shown. We want our vengeance in our time instead of God's time. That's not right. God's word says, if at all possible, live peaceably with all. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him drink. In what ways are we showing our kids that we are trying to live peaceably with all? That we care for not just friends, but strangers, neighbors, and enemies alike? That's a question for you to seriously ponder. Your kids are looking to you, and in what ways do they see that you are trying, if at all possible, to live peaceably with all? What do your children see? What do they hear? As we feed our enemies, as we provide replenishment for their thirst, as we show them love in action, this will either help to win them over or to show them how terrible they are and 
they should see the love and action of Christ in us and recognize what they need. Booker Washington once said, I will not allow any man to make me lower myself by hating him. Let me say that once again. Booker Washington, I will not allow any man to make me lower myself by hating him. Another said, the only real way to destroy an enemy is to make him a friend. One person in this congregation reminded me of another old saying, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. This is a great thought because I would hope that as they are closer to you, they will see Christ in you, they will see his kindness and his love, and they will become not just your friend, but a friend of God. How many gospel conversation opportunities are you creating in your life through showing love and action to those who maybe don't seem to deserve it? We should be creating gospel conversations. Evil can never be conquered by more evil. It's just not possible. It will always come back. When hatred is met with more hatred, it escalates the problems and the hatred increases. This is why we needed Christ. The love of Christ and the cross to conquer our evil, our sins, and give us new life. Proclaim Christ with your life's actions, words, and thoughts. And through this love, we may find resolution with our enemies. None of this is easy for us. That's why God put it in here multiple times to really beat it into our head of how we are to treat others, not just believers, not just friends, not just family, but to treat all with brotherly affection. One commentator, William Barclay, stated, vengeance may break his spirit, but kindness will break his heart. We must be men and women of God and show them his love, Christ's love. None of this is easy for us, but through our justification and through our ongoing sanctification, being made like Christ, it is possible. We must be imitators of Christ. We must be like him. And in 1 Peter 2, 22 to 23, we're reminded of Christ's actions, where it says this. It says, he, Jesus, committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, and he did suffer for you, he made no threats. Instead, he, Jesus, entrusted himself to him who judges justly. This is what we are to imitate. This is who we imitate with our lives. This is who we are being made into the image of. This is what our children should be seeing in us. Our children are looking to us. What do they see? Do you show to be a godly man, godly woman? Are you showing them what it means to be a godly man and woman? Does your life proclaim Christ, his actions, his thoughts, and his words? Does your life show Romans 12, 9 through 21? By seeking peace, we may expose ourselves to more problems, but we know that we will be giving ourselves to God's will, his righteous ways of living, and his promises will come to be. He will settle the score. Instead of returning evil for evil, we must return evil with good. 
but not our goodness, the goodness of God. They must see Christ's love in action in us so that they want it too. We should actively pray that through loving them, even our enemies, they will come to see us proclaiming the love of Christ, and they will come to repent and follow after Christ as well. You see, it mentions these burning coals. I think the burning coals upon their heads may mean that through our love and action, through living this way, they recognize their shame and regret their actions. It will be so heavy upon their head, burning through their souls, that they recognize their wrongdoings. And they become more like you. And in so doing, they become more like Christ. That's what matters. We don't want them to be like us. We want them to trust Jesus with their lives, surrender to him, confess in him as Lord and Savior, and be changed. You see, this may change their lives. God can change your heart, and he can change theirs too. In fact, we can't change their heart at all, but God can. Only good can overcome the wrongdoings and the hate and the evil. Only good can outdo evil. The goodness of God can do this. Christ came and showed love to, to cover the evil, which was our sins. God so loved us that he gave us Jesus. We must live peaceably with all by showing them Jesus. You see, the way to a good life, a life worthy of being watched by our children, is to live a life of love in action, characterized by the marks of a true Christian found here in Romans 12, 9 through 21. It was once said that it is much easier to train up a young child than to train down an older one. Let's be proactive, not reactive. Let's live according to God's ways. Before we move to close, I want to share with you some advice I found from another pastor regarding how we as fathers should be looking out for our children. Some advice for Father's Day. Some traits to avoid and others to remember. I did not come up with these. I'm just purely sharing them with you because they're too good not to share. You see, here are some inequities of modern fathers, some bad things we do. If children ask questions, we ignore them as foolish. We never find praise for child endeavors. We often demand that our children outdo other children. Give a child everything except some of your time. When children get into trouble, call them stupid. Go all out for the child's popularity, but ignore his spiritual life. But on the contrary, the other side, here are some facts that all fathers should recognize. We must all recognize that children are in need of instruction. Deuteronomy 6, 6-7. Fathers should reflect God's compassion. Matthew 5, 45. We must discipline our children and provide structure for them. Proverbs 29, 15. We must bring them up in the Lord. Ephesians 6, 4. We must provoke not a child by needless severity. Ephesians 6, 4. Make your life an example of your own teaching. A father's influence is sacred trust. Use it well. And finally, fathers should not expect the church or minister to succeed in patching up parental failures. God holds parents responsible, and they also have a responsibility to their children. He goes on to say, godly fathers, here's your resolution. 
As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua 24, 15. And a child resolution. Keep your father's command and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Great words, great advice for us fathers, isn't it? Things to avoid and things to do. But as we close, I ask you this. Do your children and people around you know that you are a disciple of Christ, a follower of him? Do they see you characterized by love? And these characteristics we've studied for the last three weeks in Romans 12. Do they see that your love is in action and not just something spoke of doing? I ask you personally, fathers, what are your children looking to? Do they see God in you? Do your children see more worldliness or godliness in you? Do they see bad language? Do they see inexcusable, wrongful treatment of those who are different than you? Do they see wrongful treatment of your spouse or maybe of them? Do they see drunkenness or giving yourself to addictions or allowing other things to control you beyond God himself? You see, it's okay for children to see that you struggle, but they must also see the things of God and they must see that he is the only one that controls you and they must see the love of Christ in your life. And they must see your love in action being displayed to others, the love of Christ being displayed to others through you. The great news is, it's not too late to repent. What do your children see? What are they looking to in you? Because they will replicate what they see in you. Does that scare you? Because it scares me at times. Here's my final takeaway from you to you, my final challenge. I want you to write out Romans 12, 19 to 21 on a note card. Circle what you struggle with. Pray for God to help you with those things and always keep this with you, looking to the card often. And praise God. Praise God that he forgives and helps us to move forward. Move forward, change for him Change for his fam- your families. They're watching you. Allow God to work through you for them to see. Let's close in prayer. Lord God, we thank you that you never give up on us. We thank you that you give us these standards to live by and you create us to do so much more with our lives. You create us to have a relationship with you and you justify us through the cross, through Jesus and his 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 punishment they took for us on that cross. Lord, we pray that we would be sanctified more like him, to be more like him every single day, and that we would continue to show our children what it means to be a follower of Christ. Amen.